Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Tell Me Yours, a storytelling podcast with me, your host, Trey Everett. Hello and welcome to another episode of Tell Me Yours. Today on the pod, I have an incredible musician, a really talented producer, and a brilliant songwriter. He is in the group such as Rita Rita. He is going to be releasing a solo record this year, and he's also going to be featured on the latest album from the band Milk. Please welcome Eli Pafumi. Like, I don't know, just putting them, putting them in the hands of people who will give them extra life beyond it. Just being yeah. like, here's my songs and let's try to get them on playlists or whatever. Like, I don't, whatever people do. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just letting letting some of those songs kind of have the intention of, of you know, belonging to everybody in that way. And like yeah, being cool. able to be used in in like placement would be an incredible reward. Of yeah, na- abs- naturally. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think that's super cool though. And yeah, like that, that is, that's a reason that you're in LA. Like that is a yeah. reason to be in this particular yeah, city. Totally. Yeah. Just to get songs, you know, in, uh, I think, you know, in, th- in the places that they deserve to be. Yeah. And I, and I think I've re- I'm really proud of these tunes and I think they're both, you know, unique and personal, but also accessible and can be, um, you know, and, and I think there's songs on there for everybody. Um, cool. And, and so uh, it's, you know, I, I the way I've been saying it for a long time is like I made the reader reader record because I just had to like I mm-hmm. I was just like I had nothing going on I was trying to build my life from scratch you know so much of that was just like I had this desperate calling to like part of the mania of making it the way I did was like well I can't do anything else I don't know I don't know what to do with anything else right now um even while teaching and playing and tour- like all that kind of stuff it was still coming out of this this kind of like vacant space in me yeah. that I was trying to trying to find the music and the like the art to fill that um whereas this record the solo record I made because I could make it and I, which I don't think is a bad like a bad thing it was just like their space became available you know That's like cool like COVID opened up and it was like, no, you're, you know, you're still here to write songs and to make music and to speak to speak to, you know, your creative soul or whatever. But I, yeah. and that was, that was the thing I think to, to stumble into and like give myself the permission to be like, no, like, even though you're coming at it from a different place emotionally and that even though it's a different time, it doesn't mean it's any less valid to like write a full length. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. And let it find its concept. I think it's a big thing. It's like, like yeah. one was like, this is what we're going for. This was one where it's just like, no, I'm just a writer and I'm a musician and I'm a songwriter. And like, I'm just going to let myself write songs. And it's the, you know, was the first time there was like this backup of like a dozen plus songs of like, nope, these aren't, these didn't make the cut. Like, this is what spoke to me and these feelings and this yeah. like accurately. And I made it because I could. And because I had, you know, friends on my ass just being like, yo, when are we, when are we making this record? Like, when are mm-hmm. we finishing this? When are we like, when are when are you going to go in the studio? And um, it was good to have every like people, you know, people 
holding holding my feet to the fire to be like I like that. this is good don't sleep on this I know that this isn't Rita Rita I know this is you just going back to Eli again but like it still matters and like people need to hear these songs I love that I love that I think that's so important even just yeah. like as an artist no matter the medium to have to have that community to like really kind yeah. of push you have you ever read or heard of uh, Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert I have not. No. Elizabeth Gilbert is the uh, author who wrote Eat, Pray, Love, that really popular okay. book. Yeah. So she wrote a book called Big Magic, and it's literally, it's basically just about inspiration and creativity. And she has this concept in the book that she talks about how like inspiration is a living, a living, breathing, like divine presence. Yeah. If it comes to you and presents an idea to you, you kind of have the choice to either take it and hold on to it and, and, and foster it and feed it and grow it and create it. Or you say, Hey, it's not for me right now. And inspiration will take that to someone else. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, this is such like a a crazy, but like, I think it's such a brilliant concept because there's so many times when you have an idea and you're like, man, I really love this idea. I just don't think I can really like give it the space or attention it needs right now. And then like time passes and you see someone else with that thing and you're like, oh man, that was, that came to me first and I didn't have time for it. Yeah. I just think it's like such a beautiful concept of like, Hey, this isn't just something that like we can really necessarily control. It's just something that comes to us. And if we have the space for it, we can kind of give it the attention it deserves and if not then it should go to someone else who can do that because the inspiration itself is valid yeah but some like that was one of the biggest lessons i first got coming out here and um my uncle my dad's brother is a is a music producer here and so so much of like my first time in LA was just like hanging with him mm-hmm. life lesson like you know like after life lesson like here's how pieces of the city work just understanding it piece by piece and I remember him saying like you know this music the music doesn't belong to you none of it belongs to you you are simply like the vessel for it that. to pass through have you read um uh the artist way I have by not. Chance? okay so mm-hmm. that's like a that's such a pinnacle of me um and artist's just way I'm gonna, the artist way yeah I'm gonna yeah get it <laughs> um no it's it's like I don't want to call it like yeah what is it Cameron Julia Cameron that's right okay, um cool and you know this is something I've heard from so many artists as well as again like my parents are artists is something that mm. made a huge impact on my mom with her writing and um essentially you know it's not it's not a self-help book necessarily but it is a guided piece of like each 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 chapter is a way of kind of helping you get back in touch with like that kind of the fuel like that creative fuel That's in a cool. way um and her two big like kind of like um you know the, the pieces of the book the biggest instruction are, are um the morning pages which is like kind of self-regimented like every day when you wake up you're kind of just doing this like brain dump so that you kind of clear space for both the good and oh, the bad ideas later yeah, yeah, yeah. or you find the good ideas in that like you know mm-hmm. post morning stupor of like um or like i'm you know my coffee hasn't even hit yet and so here's what my brain had before that and then the other piece is artist dates which is where she's like you can't you have to take yourself by yourself out on dates to go experience art that is outside of your medium so Hmm. like we you know as we we spend so much time getting wrapped up in our in in like our specific you know pursuit and like maybe i'm just going like as a musician i've had moments where i'm like i'm just going to concert after concert every night and that can be great but there's something when it's just like 
you know, the feeling of like, oh, well, I just went to an art museum or just like let myself go walk yeah. to botanical gardens or like, I'm just going to go wander a library for a minute. And it's like, how can I go engage something that isn't necessarily like me just being a musician with headphones on or me just like mm -hmm. studying a band to be like, oh, that's, in you know, it's like, it's different when it's outside of, you know, like, yeah, for sure. Practice for sure. And you're just pulling from that. Yeah. And the biggest thing that she talks about is like the, you know, there is a religious element to it that she kind of allows you to like kind of give and take as you'd like to, like she uses the language in a way that's like if this resonates with you use it if not like use this totally. use this you know um but her whole idea of like the creator you know and that you are the creator and that that is very on the nose in the sense of like the creator lives in you and i was like and it was like this mind blow of like shit like oh my god <laughs> like oh my god it's so obvious it's <laughs> so obvious like what are you talking about but just you know it's totally she's totally right of like you know we have to feed that creator um and and kind of that that art like that artist child she talks so much about like preserving that artist child being in touch with that artist child and the things that it's asking for even in our you know evolving and growing you know minds and bodies um but that like that creator is that is whatever that child within you know asking i love for that i it. love that so, so much it's made such a huge impact on me i've like i ask other artist friends you know it's, it's like it's such this like bible for for like it's it's like such spiritual text at this point for artists um that I, I you know i'll be shocked if you can go another year or two without at least hearing about it i love uh, that i love yeah. that so much um yeah i could talk to you all day like this is so nice just to like chat and like and just hit topics uh but yeah the reason for the season oh, <laughs> um you are gonna tell me a story yeah I'll yeah I'm i have okay so I've, i kind of like you know, I didn't know which avenue to go down. Okay. I, I'm going to do like one of those like audience participation things where it's like, what kind of song you guys want to hear? Which I sometimes love and Play hate. Free bird. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, here's, here's Stairway again. Um, <laughs> so I have like three stories that I kind of was thinking into um, that I'll let you. Okay. Okay. Like the title, the title mm -hmm. guide. So the first one is um, a play, the, the play, a playoff of, uh, a Marcus Cito uh, stage piece, um, who's a, a playwright and Broadway playwright in in um, okay. Broadway, and uh, I'll say like how how I didn't pay for college um, is basically okay. okay. Um, <laughs> I like that. And, okay. okay, and then uh, the second I um, kind of story is a story between Molly and I um, is like this tour uh, that led us to our past lives. Which is a oh. another interesting one, uh, and then the, the third one, which is kind of the most nonsensical, and also, you know, I was so like, I so badly want to tell it, but I'm also like, am I going to get in trouble for telling it? Is this family, uh, this family pagan hand fasting wedding ceremony? Okay, kind of crazy. So those are your three options: how I didn't oh. pay for college, my trip to uh, my to pump to my past lives, or okay. or a pagan hand fasting family wedding. Oh man, I mean, I feel like I'll just have to have you back on so I can hear yeah, the exactly. other ones. Yeah, I knew. Um, I, had a I was like, no, I'm just gonna <laughs> bring you back. Let's do. Um, this is this is why I'm choosing the one that I'm choosing. This is a very nerdy response, yeah. but I've been I've been writing a lot lately i've been working on yeah. a new book and i like to have things going on in the background like i can't do silence yeah and music doesn't always work for me because i yeah. get too focused on the music yeah so sometimes i just like to turn on netflix and just have something playing yeah and i'll tune it out it's great and then i can focus on what i'm writing and lately yeah. i've in the background 
I've been having this Netflix series called uh, World War Two in Color, Road to Victory is what it's called. Okay. And it's just like 45 to an hour long episodes about certain things, but it's all this footage from the 40s yeah. from World War Two that they've colorized. And so it yeah. looks really cool. But I just watched it. This is like such a long-winded way of no, picking no, no, no. why I picked it. I'm here for it. I just watched an episode that took place in Northern Africa in the desert in this one specific battle. And Patton was the general who came in and ended up winning this particular battle. There's that wow. famous story about Patton being in places in Europe and like experiencing that phenomenon where he's like, I was here before. Yeah. And it's like, there's that like kind of that known thing where he was like a general, like, centuries before and he was remembering a past life so i'm going to choose the for life. the story of how you got to your past life yeah okay please <laughs> uh, this is this you can thank molly she was the one who put that gem back in my head today I was like, perfect oh my God. Right. i love it um so this you know there is a through line actually between that and the other uh the other story the how i didn't pay for college okay story, perfect that kind of can weave together both of those um you know, so there's a whole other story that Molly and I like, you know, that is like our our meeting, our happenstance meeting in um, in town was very like this very surreal moment. And we both were kind of at these like breaking points in both of our lives and careers. And when we met each other, it just kind mm. of like opened a lot of doors for the both of us. Um, and so I was playing Hotel Cafe um, uh, it's Monday, Monday songwriter showcase in yeah, Hollywood, yeah, yeah. which is kind of just like my and Molly's home base here in town. It's cool. Like and it's such the room where so many of the greatest songwriters in town and like, you know, freaking John Mayer on like a random night might show up to go play, yeah, play songs. It's, it's like it's such a crazy room and it's so tiny and like intimate and and played a really good, you know, just really what felt really good set on the night that I met Molly and ended up kind of just connecting with folks who I think the, the set resonated with, um, you know, and then Molly, and there's a, there's a whole prolonged piece to this, but we, you know, we fell for each other and went on. I love it. I and love it. Yada, yada, yada. And um, I had the, the ballsy move on my last day in town of that for, or that second trip out here where I was working on the reader, reader record and, um, and met, we met up for, for like, lunch or something and she was going to drive me to the airport and when she pulled up and I sat down and I was like okay I have this like crazy ask you know I have this crazy ask to put out and I know we've only known each other for like not even a full week but if I showed up at your door in my Honda CRV and booked us a full tour would you go on the road with me and she was like right then and there like yeah totally and oh so my and so within like the, a matter of five weeks I kind of went back to Denver and just like hit the ground running and like booked I think like 10 or 12 shows or something like it we were playing you know we were going to do a whole loop from Denver down through Kansas through Texas uh -huh. um, New Mexico and then get back to California and loop back all the way up through Portland and, and back up in Denver um, you know and I was just kind of baffled by the fact that she was she, yeah she was she just, was just so down, down immediately and I mean, just, you, know, <laughs> you fucking crazy woman like okay let's do this um and I so uh so she flies out to denver and um our first show is actually with um that producer from chicago cool very um, cool so that was another like intersect and because um him and his partner at the time were, were also a, like a male female kind of folk duo so there was like a good intersection that night we've all played together and all very fun 
Um, and then we, you know, we, we hit the road and we played, um, Wichita, Kansas at this, you know, this random little beer store that was like very funny and got way too wasted for the first, you know, first night of tour. <laughs> Molly was like, who is this dude? Like, can I rely on this dude for I love you know, another quick, another quick side note? The yeah. first tour that my band went on, we played a show in, um, Man, I think it was our show we had in like Palm Desert, California, and yeah. it was like this dodgy little bar. And but yeah. we just had so much fun, and we didn't give a shit because we were on the road. And that night, yeah. we literally in total we made forty five dollars. We yeah. were like, we did it, we made yeah. money. Um, and literally on the way back to our hotel, we stopped at Del Taco. We spent all forty five dollars, <laughs> and we just all ate Del Taco in silence in our hotel room because we were all so drunk from that night. Oh my god. Um, that's so funny. Anyway, it's so yeah, real yeah. though. I know there's such a there's such this like glory to tour, which is like, um, you know, even especially a self book tour, you're on such an A A B side of like, yeah. I'm on the I'm on the road, which sounds really cool, and then there's like the moment the nights where it's awesome, and it's like holy crap, we just played for like 300 people and made a bunch of new fans and sold all this merch and like play this beautiful venue, and then there's the other night where you're like, I just got wasted in this like local <laughs> liquor store and like. You know, and nobody knows who I am, and yes. you know, like I'm kind of just walking out with like numb fingers in the cold. Like, why am I eight hours yeah. in my house right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but all that to say, you know, like we kind of, you know, made it made it through that first night. We ended up in Texas um, to go play this show that, like, um, is that this is that the spot that Leon Bri Leon Bridges I think was notoriously like discovered at? Um, oh, cool. We ended up getting horrible food poisoning there, and like. And oh, like, no. so that was also a moment of like Molly and I really getting to know each other. We were just real like, quick, yeah. Real quick. <laughs> Posted up in bed and like, absolutely. I've never been so depleted in my life of like every ounce of energy and like bodily, oh, like, like economy. Like we just stood there, like kind of in this, like, this is kind of funny, right? Like, <laughs> you know, like with no laughing, you know, just like, yeah. this is, you know, is this, <laughs> is there, a, is there something good to be found here? Oh um, my God. So, we have, you know, we finally, like, we ended up staying longer than we were supposed to, to recover, um, and then hit New Mexico, went and saw Meow Wolf for the first time, that was awesome, cool. so these are all just kind of the setup to, like, you know, what, by the time we got to the West Coast, everything kind of just, like, colorized into, into the, like, you know, I think what was cool about what we were doing, yeah. those first, those first few stops were just, like, shit we don't know each other we're learning about one another on the road we're playing these kind of weird crappy venues we're recovering from you know horrible food poisoning like the the road is kind of giving us a beating right now um and then by the time we got to california we had a, like a really great run of little shows there i think we played hotel and we played like i don't even know just like a couple there was like a, a spin-off of shows we went to san francisco played a couple good dates um you know we were, did a bunch of stuff with so far sounds so for we sure like, yeah we it's great like, it's and, great and, um and for those who don't know go check out so far sounds for yeah cool it's how, we, it's how we met yeah. yeah how yeah like cool intimate um songwriter like just you know show experiences and random spots and and they really like you know propped us up that trip they got us playing some really great rooms and really great crowds and pulled us mm -hmm. out to some awesome events and um so we basically you know we finished up in san francisco we did like three shows there and our next our next spot was to go into in, to portland and which i'd never been i was just so stoked to like go you know i'm a huge fred armison fan and like portland yeah yeah, yeah. like <laughs> mythical like what is what is it really like there um <laughs> and uh 
so to kind of round ship back to the how I didn't pay for college. Um, so they're the one of the like the seminal playwrights of of like my young experience and also of like just my mom's theater company um, is this uh, this man Marcosito, and he's this um, author and playwright and um, he his he's like had his Broadway premiere uh, with Allegiance on Broadway, which is um, all about internment camps. Um, in the US mm-hmm. um, and it was just, uh, uh, I've learned so much from the dude. Every time I go to New York, I stay with him and his husband and um, and they are just like artists by every, you know, by I love it. sense of the word and um, such curious and, and questioning people. And the first time I met him was for this show called How I Paid for College based on a book of his um, and the actor, and it was a one man show, the actor and it then went to uh, Alec, Bre- uh, Alex Brightman um who was a near and dear friend and family friend um soon went on to to uh premiere andrew lloyd weber's um ned schneebly in school of rock the musical and he was and he was uh beetlejuice and the beetlejuice premiere on broadway so that was like just very like big piece of my like you know or like middle school years was like meeting this like blossoming actor and mark being this like vibrantly curious writer and individual and they've kind of become this backbone of a lot of um a lot of things and so Mark and Floyd, his husband, um, before they lived in New York, and that was a place that I would go and visit them, they kind of built this whole world and this community in Portland. And they had like that, that's where he wrote a lot of his first pieces. And I think he was like writing for a newspaper. Or something. I, I got like, I, I, there's, there's a whole you know, world and experience to his time in Portland that I still don't really know too much about. All that to be said is that we're driving to we're we're driving to Portland and we're mm-hmm. trying to figure out how to how do we stay and you know be here and for a prolonged for a prolonged experience not just these few shows but we both knew like we had time off we wanted to just hang in Portland for, for sure long, as long as we could um, and so I text Mark and I'm like we're headed to Portland we're looking for a place to stay do you know anybody I know these are your, this is your old stomping grounds and um, he's like oh boy do I you know like I have this is the most interesting person I know. <laughs> And he just texts me. And this is like, you like for all of those out, we're just like Marcosito again, like one of the zaniest, most like unique people I've ever met in my entire <laughs> life. And so for him to tell me like, this is the most interesting person I know, like go do, go text or call them or whatever. I was like, what What could that even mean? Mark? Oh, like, like, coming from you, I'm like, I don't, I don't know what to expect. Like, like the your most interesting person is like like tenfold what anybody I've, I've ever met you know um and so I, I i text this woman um her name is goody cable and she is a um she's a hallmark element of of portland kind of like okay. culture um she's been there with her family for a long time she owns this famous um coffee shop in town called the rims uh rimsey korsakoff uh, coffee house based off like and every table in the coffee house is based off of a different classical composer oh wow uh, and she also owns like this hotel in in town that's like um uh every room is based off of the collective works of a certain author so there's like that's no so wi- cool. no wi-fi like no it's like just like you go into this hotel and each room is like okay here's every dr seuss book you know ever written or every charles dickens <laughs> novel like just sitting in a room um that's so badass yeah, so she's just like this ridiculous like you know like well lived life and like woman of culture and woman it seems just like has provided such space and community for like all of the wackiest you know portland things you could probably think of and so all of this to say i text her she's immediately like any friend of mark's is a you know is a friend i love of it i love it um, and uh, she's like come on over 
here's my address. She sends a couple little things of like, you know, there's a hill at the top and you get there, um, you know, go past, go past the hill and, and, and you'll see the, the back lot of the, of the house. And I was like, the house, okay, what? And like, so I'm slowly coming to, like, this is not just like, we're not just headed to some apartments and town. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is a plot of land we're, we're heading toward. <laughs> um, and so, um, Molly and I, Molly like treks through, I've, I've been doing a ton of the driving, I think in the California run. And so by the time Molly was like, I got, I got the Portland drive, like you get some rest. And so I remember falling asleep in the car and like waking up to like the misty green, Oregon you know like scenery and um you know within within you know several hours of us kind of entering into Oregon um we know we're getting close we're hitting up Goody um and she says she'll like be at the house when we arrive this is the only time actually in the whole trip of us of us seeing her and like actually meeting this woman so we we get to like within a couple miles of Portland and we pass the sign that says you are entering Portland, Oregon. Like it's once we see that sign, we immediately turn right into this neighborhood. And there's these four brand new developments, like four brand new houses, um, maybe like, you know, built within the past four or five years or so. And at the back of these four brand new houses is this big kind of construction gated, like, like, warning sign that basically just says like do not enter this is property of the state like do not go any further past this and so we drive past that sign naturally yeah we go past the warning do not enter sign um Mm -hmm. down this long and windy dirt path and it's it's like you know coming where we were we were just such proper suburbia and then all of a sudden it's like the woods kind of just like Mm-hmm. engulf and swallow the car and we drive up to this old farmhouse and there is gardens galore surrounding there's like these tiny little sheds off to the distance it's like out of you know some like Tim Burton film and those level of like glass jars and weird like collected things just sitting <laughs> all over and goodies is you know this like very unassuming um, you know, older woman in the front gardening in her like gardening boots and gloves. And uh, yeah, we show up and she just gives us the lay of the land. She's like, this is my family's house. We've had this house for over a hundred years. Um, you know, it's passed through the family. I, the only reason we still keep it is because it's like my excuse to get all my grandchildren together every year mm-hmm. here at the house. Um, there is a, uh, um, uh, what do you call it? A, like a, a groundskeeper, like a somebody on the property who tends tends to, you know, like tends to the the land, and because they had a, like you know, even in even in this like you know outside of it was the suburban na- area, like they had at least an acre or two or something that we still cool. didn't like yeah, go expand really cool. upon. Um, and you know, she takes us inside, and <clears throat> once we're inside, it's just like it's like a history museum of their family. You know, there's just black and white photos everywhere, and like surrounding every nook and cranny and this is a big house like we're talking yeah, like wild like 10 bedrooms like the, she had a she had like a full music room with like this this full grand piano and hand percussion and she told us like you know I spent years hosting these like living room classical shows where like classical musicians would come and perform for the neighborhood in my living that room is so fucking cool uh, yeah and the house just you know it, like reacts to every step it's one of those like creaky mm-hmm. you know old very much like 
a living entity like the house was just just like almost like again breathing you know there with us and had this like had this collective energy to it um and so you know after giving us all of all of the the rundown of here's where you should stay or you can stay in any of these 10 rooms i don't care nobody's going to be here um uh and you know we asked at one point too like you know what can we do some laundry she's like well you could if you know if you're brave enough and i'm like we're like what does that mean you're like well the the laundry the laundry room is downstairs in the basement like only go down there if you're not squeamish and we were like okay you're uh, like uh okay uh, all right <laughs> sure um and so she leaves you know she leaves and molly and i kind of just sit outside in this front yard on this gorgeous oregon day having come from like you know the rest of this stressful run it was really like the first proper decompression time of of the whole trip like we didn't have a show until the next day and let ourselves just kind of exist there we went and played the show i think the next day and like let ourselves explore town um and we had had the goodie or goodies okay to be there for like you know however long we wanted five six seven days You're that's so, cool so cool about it um so you know thank goodness for for her and for giving us this place to be um but i think it was on like the second or third day that we were there that we kind of just start to allow ourselves like to explore the property mm-hmm. you know it felt like something out of a like a, a children's book or like i said like out of like this out of it was a movie set by all accounts of like just like how intricate and detailed every corner was and you know and also she had had us do some gardening help for her the first day so I was like I know that there's more land back there like let's just go peruse um and so Molly and I after kind of you know going around the land we find ourselves in this back nook and cranny somewhere that's like this tucked away spot of the yard and out of like kind of out of nowhere we're like oh my god that's a tree house a full like a fully formed like (laughs) Like, and not just like your like, like platform on like, there's beds in there and there's like, you know, like little windows and separate levels to this, like it's an intricate treehouse. Oh my God. And so we climb up into it and I'm like, let's go see what's up with this treehouse. And, you know, that was the, really the first moment where it started to like shake Molly and I a little bit we, mm-hmm. as we were sitting there in this, and you know, I'm like. I'm a, uh, you know, I think the, the term of like so many people of this generation, like I'm a spiritual person. I was ra- sure. raised in in different, like my mom's Jewish, my dad's Christian. There's like a whole religious back end to the, all of this. So, you know, as far as my experience with like spirits and otherworldly feelings and like that, like it was something I, I, up until that point, had not even given the focus or the attention that maybe like, like was I was aware that I could sense or feel or even just take witness to and and so we're in this we're in this um treehouse and Molly and I just kind of everything goes so silent and we just kind of look at each other and we're like we've we've been here before like why have we both been here before like we kind of are just like within within moments of like why is this so familiar and we're kind of just blown away like i'm getting chills even just thinking about it oh now my like, God. like we were just so over mutually overtaken um into the point of us both expressing it to one another of like this is familiar like yeah this is really familiar like why does it feel like we've been here before i'm like i think we might have like i don't know what it is but like i really feel like i know this place whether it be from a dream or from, you know, a past life or even just like a, this like weird deja vu, like something's weird and about this. Oh, wow. And so, you know, we're kind of spooked, to be honest. Yeah, like, for we, sure. 
you're like what what is this like we got to get out of here like let's go back to the let's go back to the house let's go back to the yard um I, I think we're okay like we're very sober right now you know there's there's nothing twisting you know twisting my leg except me you know in my own like oh my gosh yeah in, 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 intuition i guess and both of our our collective intuition um and so we go sit down um and there's you know next to the music room we go inside and like, make some food like or maybe maybe this is just hunger striking maybe i'm just going crazy yeah. right now. um you know we eat a sandwich or something and then molly goes to play this um upright piano or this or not upright sorry the um the full the full grand piano yeah yeah yeah. and attached to the side of the of the music room is this this little side porch with a couple seats out there um and i just let myself sit there and Mm. stare off into the yard and stare off into the land and molly was just kind of freely playing the piano in the background mm-hmm. and it and there it came again and I was just sitting in this chair and like my vision started to kind of mold over a little bit like I started seeing the yard in like these waves in a way oh, man. and like I was just um I was struck with this feeling of like I'm not the only one here right now or like I, th- something about this is so eerily familiar. It's trying to show me something. Like obviously, I, I'm not here to put the pin onto like what it was I was experiencing necessarily. Because totally. I don't but, know that it was even important it, to. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah it wasn't important. To, it was more just like I was so taken by this days, both of Molly's piano playing and of the yard and of everything we just experienced in the treehouse, and also coming to the like kind of culmination of these weeks on tour and kind of just taking this risk in my life and jumping into something with Molly and it kind of being so rewarding and, and, and all of that hitting, but also like just feeling the house so aggressively, like feeling Mm -hmm. the history and like, you know, whatever the like, uh, like non-palpable, like, you know, like extra beyond like that whole idea of like, oh, when you see something, when you think you see something like that's yeah. actually, you know, a spirit revealing it or whatever, like for what, like I, it, it put all of those first things into question of like, man, like, do I have some, you know, contemplation to do around how, what I, what I perceive, you know, spirits or ghosts or past I lives or anything. And like it, it, it put this like supernatural, natural, supernatural questioning into me for the first time um in my like young adult body to be like I've never felt anything like this before and I have to just rely on this intuition being trusted head over to Hulu this March where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long catch the award-winning movie Poor Things starring Emma Stone Mark Ruffalo and Willem Dafoe Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online you'll experience the all-new Cerebral Way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. 
We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Did mm-hmm. That like, even if I don't know what it is, I know I'm feeling and, and sensing and aware to some presence that is not directly in front of me. Yeah. Um, but it's so clear you know it was so like it, almost as if I could see it and the fact that Molly was there mirroring that and also having a very similar thing and after she you know I kind of walked it back inside equally as spooked once again and you know Molly and I were walking around like just this, this is all way too weird like we there's like you know we've been here three days this house is the feels like it's telling us something or like like we are just we are literally just audience members to to this crazy ecosystem that we have just arrived on um you know, and we kind of at, 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 at around this point are like, maybe it's time to go. Maybe mm-hmm. it's time to go home. Like, I, I think maybe our time is kind of reaching an end here. Um, and the groundskeeper, God bless him, like he kind of just was in and out of the house every once in a while. So mm-hmm. there was this like back end to like, are we hearing somebody? Oh, no. Yeah. That's, that's, oh, that's just. Yeah. Got it. He's just like watching TV. It's it's totally cool. Um, and I but I know Molly, in addition to all of this extra, you know, feeling was like, OK, I, I just need to get out of here. And I, the moment that it sold us was when we were finally like. Oh, well, let's go do our laundry. Let's see if we're not squeaming. Oh, it. For, what, for what Goody told us, you know, and uh, we, you know, we pull all our laundry into these baskets and we, we open this door to the basement and we go down and kind of like, you know, the scene in uh, Home Alone where he's like terrified of the furnace and yeah. it's just yeah, like yeah. his imagination playing tricks on him. Like I was very much <laughs> anticipating that kind of thing of like, okay. I know my mind is already alive to all of these things and like, you know, why am I feeling all this? Maybe going into the, the basement isn't going to make it any better, but, you know, at least it's, at, at least we'll get some clean clothes out of it or I don't know, whatever my, <laughs> my thinking was. And we go down there and it's like, you know, like an antique store, you know, run, run by ghosts. It like literally felt like, like there was no light we could find anywhere. We just like, as soon as we were down there, we both just got these like such vivid chills of like we got all that we got all the way to the uh laundry machine and like found the detergent everything was there for us to do it but we were just like nope and like just turned around (laughs) just turned around and we're like we're gonna go right back up you know like i and we packed our bags you know the next morning and we're like we were out of there um and to this day you know I haven't heard anything from Mark or, you know, or even from Goody, but we've reached out several other times and she's just disappeared into like, I don't, I like, like I, I, I've messaged her several times over the years and never gotten response back. You know, I, I, I'm hoping she's okay. was like, we only saw her that one time that we were there and um, I've never heard anything from it from Mark or Floyd, given that they were just such close friends. But, you know, by the time we left and kind of drove back down that long, engulfing driveway past the sign that says you know do not enter it was kind of like it sealed itself off like that's what the feeling was it's like i don't know if we're ever gonna go back there and i mean molly so much had this feeling while we were there of like i think this is where the milk record needs to be made and like we should bring everybody back here and like the house is like got this thing that like maybe would would translate into the record um 
but you know obviously none of none of that kind of came to fruition but that is the feeling I kind of had of driving back onto the road and kind of exiting that driveway it was like nope those trees just zipped themselves back up oh my god and I was never hear anything else of it ever again um and so that that was my tour that led me to my past life what I think to be my past life yeah. at least so. Um, oh that was my most... gosh, that's incredible. Yeah, and I, to this day, you know, it's open. I know, I know I need to like, I need to like actually legitimize it. And I know there's like, like past life regression thing you can do or like even just to um, try to, you know, understand, you know, visions or things. And it's a, that's a piece of like, I'm such a vivid dreamer. So I've always mm. grown up with that idea of like, you know, are pieces of my dreams, these, man like, are, like how, how do they tie into these manifestations of real yeah. life or past or certain thing? And like, because I'm also somebody who dreams repeated things over and over again. Oh, like, I, I come back to the same, ho same homes and the same locations and the same people and the same situations. And it's like, you know, um, it, it, it just opened up the floodgates to at least yeah, be, like being able to, with more confidence, say like, I, one, I'm not the only one here, you know, like, mm -hmm. and two, like, you know, like there is like, there is a clarity and a transparency to like a spiritual realm of some sort for of sure. like maybe taking witness to something, even if, if back to that other conversation of like, we are the vessel for the music, like in many ways, mm -hmm. that's like the, the clearest thing I can, uh, you know, tie into is like that spirit taking hold and like, like you kind of capturing that moment for the, those true, those like most truth truth provoking or like on you know provoking moments of playing and uh you know and i it, it it just opened all of that up like opened me up to all of that to say like i've never had such a candid and straightforward experience of something i didn't understand like that but felt so intimately yeah. and also shared with somebody who was still very much yeah, a stranger that's so wild yeah like, that's so wild yeah so you know we we drove home through a snowstorm we got stuck in multiple nights of blizzards like it was such a crazy trying to get back from all of that but i remember like pulling back up into my mom's denver you know home and just being like like just melting into a puddle on the couch just being like i one i can't believe we just like survived and made it through all of it my first tour you know it was like the first yeah. time of, like, really proving that uh, you know one we could do that and two that like it could be successful as far as like the shows were concerned but for sure um but yeah there was such like that last three or four days was just like kind of running from this mythic mystical spiritual element that neither of us could put our finger on and then trekking through like the most ridiculous snowstorm of my life and getting stuck in the middle of like buff fuck nowhere <laughs> in wyoming it was like all absurd and then, yeah, and then ending up back at home being like, oh, yeah, I guess we're fine. Like, I guess I can take a beat now and like process all of that. Yeah. But I still am. I clearly still am processing all of that. <laughs> it's just gnarly. <laughs> it's so gnarly. Man, um, that is so wild. I yeah. love every ounce of that, though. <laughs> no. I'm so into that. Oh, God, and so I would glad. imagine that you had never had that experience before and you yeah. haven't had it since. No, nothing like that ever so again. Like, cool. That was That's very so cool. <laughs> that house and that home and and a goody like she is by all means like this like mythical creature in my in my long term in my memory now i'm like yeah thank you so much for sharing that like, oh my god a, thank what you an for... incredible story oh i'm so glad you like made space for it and thank absolutely, you absolutely you know, man that's like care. more than anything i ever could have hoped for <laughs> it's so I'm great glad. it's so I'm, great i'm so glad um hell yeah man dude this was so fun thank you so it much was... for doing this yeah of course uh man i hope we can do another one of these or even just connect real soon and dude absolutely absolutely um 
man, I, I'm going to think about that for the rest of today. At least that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Any, anything you want me to point people towards, um, yeah. in particular, you know, Rita Rita is playing uh, breaking sound showcase at adults only, okay. um, February 16th. Perfect. Um, so that's like the next Rita Rita thing. I'm trying to put together like a big band thing, like a big, a big jam band kind of thing. It's called it. the, it's called the breaking sounds. Uh, the uh, breaking sound is the name. It's a production company. Breaking so sound, got breaking it. Breaking sound, uh, the breaking sound showcase, and Perfect. it's at um, adults only. Besides that, um, you know, I've talked about the things. I got a new Eli Pafumi record that are slow will slowly be trickling out and releasing over the next few months. And uh, Rita Rita's record, um, Safta's Gardens, Safta's grandmother in in Hebrew. Um, so S A V T S A V T A. Um, Softest Garden is was still our debut. Um, still very proud of. I love that. Still play those tunes, so feel free to go check those out. And then other than that, made this uh, this record with Molly. They're um, they're releasing it under the band Milk, so that'll that'll be coming out soon. And Dude, thank you so much for doing this. Thanks, this was so it was so great to just to chat and connect and like yeah, this was this was awesome and that story was incredible and yeah i'll point people towards all of the things you got going on and I, i'll obviously keep my ear to the ground and wait for them too thank you so much it was great talking to you trey until the yeah, next one of course yeah see you see you have a good week but i'll talk to you later you too all right, see you bud. thank you so much for listening to today's episode thank you so much eli for sharing such an incredible story uh, I genuinely loved every second of it. Um, and Eli is just such a great guy. I could have talked to him for hours. If you want to follow Eli, um, his album Safta's Garden by his band Rita Rita is available now. Um, if you want to follow them on Instagram, there is at Rita Rita Music. As we mentioned, Eli will be releasing a solo record this year under his name. So if you want to follow along on Instagram, it's just at Eli Pafumi. I will have links in the show notes here. And then if you want to check out uh, his other project, the band Milk, they will be releasing their album this year as well. So many exciting things. If you want some extra time with Eli, we talk about so much. Like I said, I could talk to Eli for hours. He's just such an interesting, cool guy. Patreon.com slash yours. Lots of great extra conversation there. We talk about the Beatles. We talk about manifestation. We talk about all kinds of stuff. Um, Patreon.com slash yours. Uh, bonus content with Eli. And then if you want to follow us, we are just twitter and instagram at tell me yours pod as always please remember to like our podcast please remember to subscribe to our podcast leave us a comment let us know um share your favorite story uh anything you can do tell your friends we're here i love doing this i want to keep doing this so anything you can do that helps um and then don't forget tell me yours podcast listeners also are going to get an exclusive 20 percent discount if you go to blackrosewriting.com and you buy my book beneath the surface and use the promo code tell me yours my publisher gave me that discount to use for the podcast listeners so take advantage of it thank you all again so much for listening and until next week be kind to each other and we'll talk soon Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. 
Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.